I left my failing business that resulted in thousands of dollars of debt and almost killed my passion for entrepreneurship to set out on a journey to build a business I could enjoy doing the rest of my life. I went all in to learn a new skill and found myself in the world of funnel marketing. Now I get to talk to entrepreneurs who are creating mass movements and empowering others. I don't know how I'll do it yet, but I know I want to join them. Follow me on my journey as I speak with top entrepreneurs to learn the strategies they are using to build their movements and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Susan Leonardson, and this is Amplify Your Impact. Hey, welcome to Amplify Your Impact. Susan Leonardson here. I am so excited for Evolution Week here on the show. We are putting out five amazing interviews that I did with entrepreneurs where I was talking to them about how they have evolved in their business, because I have found that that is how my business has been since really since the beginning of being an entrepreneur, but especially in the last few years as I have been working as a funnel designer and really trying to find my way, find my place in the market, that my business has evolved. It has evolved fast. And if that resonates with you, if you are someone that, you know, every Every day you have a new idea and every month you go and implement one of the best ideas that you have and your business is constantly growing and changing, then you're going to want to listen to these episodes because these are entrepreneurs that are just like you that are growing quickly and evolving their businesses um, so fast. So that's what this week is all about. We are gearing up for season two of Amplify Your Impact, which begins May 4th and hope you enjoy these episodes. Hey everyone, welcome to this episode of Evolution Entrepreneurs. Today on the episode, we have Kristen Molinar. Kristen is an entrepreneur enthusiast who lives by the mantra, work less and make more. She enjoys helping entrepreneurs ditch the vanity metrics for true connections. She's the CEO of Yes Boss, a digital agency that helps service-based business owners book podcast features so they can generate new leads in just one hour per week. So we are so excited to have Kristen join us today. Welcome. Thank you for having me. So first, before we dive in to uh, talking about podcasts, um, I'd really like to know what got you started and what you're doing. Give like the short version of um, how you started and then let us know if you can, uh, major point at which you needed to evolve your business. Yeah. I'm going to try to condense this as much as I can. I feel like when you talk about points that I had to evolve, it's like, okay, so there was leaving the corporate job in 2014, experiencing utter failure as an entrepreneur that got into the entrepreneur world, thinking I could do coaching and consulting, like struggled for 14 months. Then my first aha moment happened. And I was like, you know what? I just need to make money. Like I just need to make something happen. So I got my first virtual assistant gig started taking on clients. Um, within a couple years, I realized that I needed to niche down. And, you know, I realized that I had a cert- reached a certain income cap, you know, could only take on and, and manage so many different clients doing so many things. And so my first evolution was, okay, I need to find a niche. And when I niche down, I mean, this is like, amazing and just like speaks to how much people need to really define what they do. I hit my first six figures within 10 months. So that was just fantastic. 
ultimately I didn't love what we were doing. We were doing, um, online summit management for people. And what I didn't like is that it was just such a short term relationship with our clients. And it was like highly intensive. And I preferred something that was more long-term ongoing. Um, and so our services broadened again. And then within the last year, we've decided we needed to niche down again. I just saw how wonderfully it worked. I evaluated what I was doing in my business, you know, what we were doing for our clients and their businesses. And ultimately we, we landed on helping our clients secure guest podcast slots because it has just been so effective and it's so much fun. And it really just goes along with my philosophy that you should work less and make more that entrepreneurship shouldn't be so stressful. You know, showing up as a guest on a podcast is tons of fun, which I'm sure you can relate to because you were a podcast host. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's awesome. That's, I mean, that's quite the shift, um, which is not unusual at all. I think that everyone kind of starts out in one thing and then realize along the way, like, this isn't what I like, this isn't for me. And find, just really it's the stepping stones to finding what you do love and what you are enjoying um, doing full time. So thank you for sharing that with us. That's awesome to know how you got to where you're at. And you didn't just start out knowing, ah, oh, I'm going to do podcast guests. Absolutely <laughs> not. Yeah. So, um, that is what we're going to talk about today though, because most, I feel like a lot of people that listen to podcasts either have one of their own or are thinking in the back of their heads that they want to start one or, want to be guests on podcasts. Like we're all kind right. of like, if we're in a po this podcast world, we're all kind of like hanging out in this podcast world, doing multiple things with them. So um, I'm really interested in knowing how you help people. Um, you specifically help your guests actually do it correctly and be profitable when they are a guest. Cause there's, I'm sure there's um, while I'm usually on the end of interviewing people and while I do need to be putting myself out there and being a guest, um, I figured out how to monetize it being the podcast host. Right. So I'm really interested in knowing how to be the guest and really effectively be able to, um, grow my business in that way. Yeah. I think this is a good question because I talk to people all the time that tell me, you know, I've been invited to speak on podcasts and, you know, it was fun, but it really wasn't like a strategy, a profitable strategy. You know, it was just some fun thing that I did. And there really is a methodology behind being a profitable podcast guest. Um, at the core of it, I think that unless you really know what you offer, and so you have really honed in on what it is that you do to serve the market that you're in, um, that is like the huge, a huge distinguishing factor between like just having a great conversation and being able to have a podcast interview where you give actionable advice to the audience in such a way that they're like, oh, I need you or I don't need you. So I think that stories are great, but I think stories are, are only great if they are driving home points and helping the audience take action on something. So for me, that's like the biggest thing that I've found between somebody that's, you know, doing a guest, guest spot and it's successful versus not. But I want to dive even deeper into this because there are a lot of other things that um, are going missed with being a podcast guest. So I think that 
most people, when they hear about being a podcast guest, they either put it in one of two categories. So they either put it in like traditional marketing, which traditional marketing would typically say, you know, be a guest on somebody's podcast that has attracted the audience that you want to attract. So like go for the big audiences. That's the traditional marketing approach. The other approach is a PR play. So the PR play says like, go for the big name podcast so that you can leverage that name to show like authority in your area. Right. So while I think that there's validity to both of these things, my approach to being a podcast guest is actually totally different. For me, this is networking on steroids. I built a really good referral-based business. And so what I have found is that in order to continue to grow a referral-based business, I just need to meet more people. And what happens is I am looking at every single podcast episode I'm on, I'm looking at it with is this a host that I feel like I can actually connect with? Is this somebody who I would want to meet even if they weren't interviewing me for a podcast? And then the really unique thing is that the relationships that are formed by being a guest and having conversations like this, the the value and like the intimacy and the um, ability to just get to know each other even deeper, I think it's heightened because if you and I, Susan, were just chatting and not interviewing you know, I may or may not get to tell you all the reasons that I'm good at what I do. You know, <laughs> you wouldn't be yeah. asking me those necessarily, but you're explicitly asking me, tell me why you're a professional. And so I get to share those with you. And I think what happens is it's almost as if as a guest, you get to offer information that you would share on a discovery call and a sales call and a coaching call. You like lay it all out there and you know whether or not you the two of you can either work together or collaborate together, how you can just add value to one another. It's really true networking and at the core of it, it's connection. So I think that that's a huge differentiating factor between the way that I approach podcasting and somebody else might. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome because that's exactly how I approach it. Just the reverse, right? It's like people that are getting into podcasting, they're like, they're looking at, you know, how to get sponsors and how to get a huge audience that they can sell their thing to. And that takes so much work and effort to do For sure. that, you know, I was taught by one of my mentors, um, when I was launching my podcast of, of doing it, how you're saying of like, you know what? No, I'm, I have a, my podcast so that I, yes, I can give my audience value and, and cultivate a community there, but mostly so that I get to to connect with the people I'm, I'm interviewing and exactly what you said, build those relationships. Like I, while, you know, being the host, I don't get to talk as much about what I do, but I get to listen to, you know, the person in your seat, Kristen, and hear, um, about that person. And like, there's, there's always like some sort of like bond forming and relationship yeah. that's budding. And it just is a really fantastic way to start, um, building those relationships, uh, you know, not, you know, taking it off of social media and, and you really actually get to see someone face to face and see does our personalities even mesh well, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so I love that you do the same thing just in reverse. And so it's really cool to hear. So can you give us maybe some, uh, tips on, okay, so you're, you're the guest, you're doing this interview, you're telling the host all and their audience all about what you do, why you're the expert. What happens when the interview is over? Okay. So what I tell all of our clients, and actually I just had this conversation with somebody who's a brand new client. 
um, I challenged him and, and said, Do, are you going to maintain the relationships with the people that we introduce you to? Because he was looking for, I think some of the other things he was doing were more geared towards like passive income and being hands off and all this stuff. And I said, you know, look here, I'm just going to give it to you black and white. Unless you tell me you are going to maintain these relationships, we can't work together. I can't introduce you to new people. Like you don't just show up and then never come back. So here's a few things that I do. Oftentimes after an interview, I continue talking to the person. <laughs> I think that that happens pretty naturally. You have just spent, you know, a half hour to an hour recording. I think just like that back end chit chat. Um, I think that that's fantastic. I also make it a point to, um, to show up and continue to, uh, foster that relationship after the interviews aired. So letting the host know like, Hey, share with me when this episode goes live, I want to tell the people in my audience about it. Um, but also like, what are the ways that I can bring value to what you're doing? I think that that's a very, very big question that we should be asking everybody that we meet. Like when you meet a fellow entrepreneur say, how can I make this a valuable relationship for you? And you know, what's interesting is oftentimes that just means like making a connection. It's not even like you're on the hook to do something extravagant. It's like, you know, I uh, connect you with this other person that I know that would be, you know, a great guest or, you know, you would be a guest on their podcast, whatever. But just think about the ways in which you show up for the real friends you have in your life. Like you now have a new friend. How do you stay in contact? How do you encourage them? How do you show up on their social media feed and say like, I love what you just post. Like it's all about maintaining that connection. And I would tell people if this is like not your strong suit, go ahead and just like, I know this sounds really impersonal, but like create a spreadsheet. So that you can remember like, oh yeah, I haven't contacted that person in a month. I need to just like show up and, and say hi to them, check in with them, see how they're doing. For me, when I first heard that piece of advice, I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds so impersonal. But I think it at the heart of it, if your intent is not impersonal, if your intent is genuine, if you really want to provide value to other people, then that's the thing that you need to take advantage of is like knowing that, or not take advantage of, but just go into it knowing that, Hey, my heart is good. And I just need some kind of system so that people yeah. don't get lost in the shuffle. Yeah. I think there's no shame in that when, especially, <laughs> you know, if you're doing like a press tour and you're going on a bunch of different podcasts or, you know, we're meeting people constantly all the time and there's no shame in, in keeping a spreadsheet, keeping everyone straight. So it helps them to feel, you know, when you do go back and contact that person, you know who they are and when you talk to them and what you talked about. And so it yeah. makes them feel like, oh, this person actually remembers me and cares about, you know, continuing to communicate with me. So I think exactly. that's an excellent tip. So, okay. So that's really great advice for after the interview and following up with them. Um, what can we do as, as guests to be prepared? You have already talked about showing up and being ready to talk about like some actionable, um, advice. Is there any sort of strategy or framework that you teach your clients on how to show up and be prepared on the interviews? Yeah, there's a few things, uh, a few pieces of advice that I offer. The first thing that I want to say to people that are feeling nervous about an interview is don't talk about the things that you can't just talk about. 
Like, I think that that's a big problem is when you are feeling like you need to prepare like everything you're going to say, if you have to prepare to that extent, like it probably isn't something that you should just be talking about. Now, I understand when you're new to it, you want to maybe like practice, but refer back to like, what are the things that you talk about with your clients? Like, what are you already talking about on social media? Those things that you are already so familiar with, that's what you should be talking about. Um, You want to show up to serve. And what I mean by that is be willing to give as much information about what you do as possible. So I say that if I walk away from a podcast interview and I have equipped somebody that's listening to do what I do themselves, so to take the DIY approach, then I have done a successful podcast. Because look, what as service providers, we often don't do something that other people can't learn how to do. Like the information is out there. You can YouTube it, you can DIY it, we can DIY everything. But the people that are wonderful clients and the people we want to work with are the people that hear us talk about it, go, oh my gosh, they're really smart. Heck no, I don't want to do it myself. I just want to give it to them. Those are the dream clients. And the dream clients can only identify you if you are just totally honest about your methodology. So I want to lay it all out there. I don't want to hold anything back. I want podcast guests or podcast hosts to know they can ask me anything. So we also talked about give actionable advice. I think the actionable advice, if you can refer back to like specific scenarios in which you helped your clients or in which like maybe you overcame the thing that you now do, I think that those are really great ways to drive the point home that um, I think those stories really, people identify with those stories and they see how that can apply in their life. Um, So that's another way to also be referring to your offer. Um, And then the last thing is have fun. Like, I do podcasting because talking to people, I call talking to people my zone of genius. Like I just like communicating. Like I just like connecting and you've really just got to let loose sometimes and realize that people are going to connect with the real you, not the stuffy you. You know, oftentimes I show up in like a sweatshirt and I'm feeling really casual and like I've got my legs crossed in my chair. Like this is me. I'm just showing up to be me and the best you know, uh, relationships, the best connection comes from not having any of those perfectionism barriers up. This is all about connection, not about perfection. So let loose and just have fun. I love that. I love that too. I'm, it's funny that you're like, I've got my legs crossed. Like I'm totally over here. I always like cross my legs um, in my chair. And I think just being on podcasts is just so much fun because it is, it, it turns like you and I just met, we met 22 minutes ago when we both jumped onto this zoom video to record the interview and it just feels like we're chatting with friends like that's the power of a podcast and I love it so much um here on evolution entrepreneurs though I really want to help people focus on you know we take we are evolving one step at a time so what is one step that someone um let's speak to the person that is new to being a guest on a podcast. What's the, what's one step that you would advise them to take today in starting that process of, of doing more podcast interviews? So I would suggest looking for somebody who has an offer that, or a message that's complimentary to yours. So for me, my message is work less, make more. So I'm looking for podcast hosts that are talking about, you know, working less, making more, leveraging, delegating, automating processes, that kind of thing. Just identify one person. And what I did when I started is I actually went in Facebook groups. Well, my team did this for me. Let's be honest. Like I just got put that out there. 
So, um, my team went in Facebook groups and we prioritize connecting with brand new podcast hosts. I think that when you connect with brand new podcast hosts, like if you're feeling nervous, the barriers come down so much because you're both relatively new to this, but it's a really great opportunity to meet new people. Like new podcast hosts are serious about growing their business. They're serious about taking action and putting a new strategy in place. These are the kinds of people that are fantastic to um, network with. So reach out to one person that you see that is launching something that you can really get on board with and just send them an email. Say like, Hey, I saw what you're doing. This is the way that I feel that I can bring value to what you're doing. Don't focus so much on like all your accolades. Talk about how you want to bring value to the table and then just see where it goes from there. But I think that that's a real winning strategy is going after people that are newer to the podcast world. That's a, that's a really awesome tip. Um, okay, Kristen. So before we wrap up, I want to make sure people know about your masterclass. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So we have a masterclass and you can get access to it just by going to our website, but it's called double your new client leads by being featured as a podcast guest. Even if you don't have a large social media following or your own podcast, you can check it out at yesbossva.com. And we have like condensed it so that it is, you know, we're not wasting any time. We're getting right to the juicy stuff and, um, we'll, we'll help you learn how to find podcasts that you can pitch yourself to how to pitch yourself. And then we talk a little bit about that follow-up process. That's awesome. Okay. So go to yesbossva.com to get to that. And also you can follow Kristen on LinkedIn and anywhere else people need to know about. No, this is me really practicing what I preach. I only hang out on LinkedIn because if I do too many other things, I feel like I'm just spreading myself too thin. So exactly. Love it. Thank you so much for being with us today, Kristen. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Amplify Your Impact. You have been listening to Evolution Week here on the podcast, and we are gearing up for brand new season two of Amplify Your Impact that begins May 4th, 2021. So hit the subscribe button, give us a rate and a review so we can get this podcast pushed out to more people that would enjoy it. And we will see you for a brand new season two of Amplify Your Impact.